This is the EPLOG audio experience. We've left one of the most challenging years behind us. But perhaps we carry its emotional burden with us. 2020 has been challenging with respect to work, academics, personal development, and most importantly, emotional management. Welcome to Voice of Achievers with me, Yashika, as I sit down with an experienced coach, psychodrama trainer, and organizational development consultant who's going to take us through the three mistakes of her career and how one can effectively deal with emotions. Rashmi Dutt, a certified psychodramatist and experienced trainer, coach and author, is our woman of substance today. Rashmi started her training and consulting practice in 1993 after working with Pfizer for eight years. Over the last 26 years, she's conducted organizational development interventions and executive coaching for multinationals, Indian private and public sector companies, the IITs and several NGOs across India. As a coach, having trained students along with junior, mid-level and senior executives, she both challenges people to deal with issues they may have been avoiding and at the same time, with compassion, empowers them to see the gifts that they've not been seeing. She's authored two books on emotional intelligence, Managing Your Boss and And the Lion Smiled at the Rabbit, Manage Emotions to Win. We're getting all vulnerable and geared up at once to both explore our emotions and find ways to help manage them better. So happy to have you on the show. Thank you. So I want to begin by getting all vulnerable and talking about emotional setbacks that so many of us may have had with respect to jobs, with respect to academics, with respect to getting internships or the lack thereof with respect to career development, uh, lack of promotions. What there, there have been a series of emotions for most of us this year. Question, how does one tackle that? Yes, this year has been that of life put on hold, where there is a huge amount of uncertainty that we've dealt with, including plans that have just been put on an uncertain cold storage. So there was a lot of disappointment uh, in, in this. In fact, I think marriage plans being put on hold. People who had got married recently, who had to live apart for various reasons, um, and uh, so the first emotion that uh, is about uh, disappointment and uncertainty about the future. Uh, and uh, the uh, question is that, of course, it takes some time to get over the shock, uh, the even anger, I would say, of life having played a bad card. And then it is time for us to stick, take stock and say that what can we make out of this for ourselves? Uh, and uh, to, so I know, for example, people who have uh, found huge focus in the time that is being given to them away from distractions and have 
produced creative outputs from this period of great focus. There have been people who have had to deal with um, creative solutions. So I know, for example, a family where space was less and uh, the man of the house had to work from home. So he would go and sit in his car and take calls from there. Uh, so that there would be no noise and uh, his children would have to, uh, would, would not need to stay quiet because of him. So it is about um, taking, uh, if pivoting back and finding within, from within yourself, uh, the resilience which you perhaps didn't know existed, the focus that you didn't know that existed and the creative outcomes that you didn't know that existed. How does how does one spot emotional weaknesses and um, the fact that one gets aware and then the fact that one starts dealing with them? So how does this process work? Yeah, so the first thing is I would not call it weakness at all. Uh, when I feel anger, when I feel anxiety, when I feel irritation, when I feel disappointment, when I feel shock, when I feel grief, uh, this is not a moment of weakness. This is a very natural experience which I have, uh, a very natural uh, reaction that I have to the environment and the curveball that life has thrown to me. And uh, it's very important to acknowledge that it's okay to feel like this and to not cover it up under this sense of either positivity that I'm always a positive person and why can't I be positive just now? And the other is to uh, not cover it up by, by pushing it under the carpet. But then how does one find a balance? You very rightly mentioned that and a lot of us end up actually doing that, you know, because there is so much uh, conversation around uh, you must be positive and you must take things in the positive stride. And on the other uh, end, you have not pushing under the carpet. How does one find the right balance? Yeah, you know, the one very important uh, concept, which it's important to understand is that emotion is not positive or negative. It's just a bundle of energy which lands inside your body. So uh, a healthy person experiences all emotions fully, whether it is disgust or whether it is shame or whether it is um embarrassment or grief uh, and the idea is because when we experience it fully and then we call it out within ourselves that i'm feeling this if we experience it in a clean way in a, in its pure form uh, then the energy at some time will move because energy moves uh, energy doesn't stay stagnant uh, what the problem that we create is that we create a double whammy for ourselves, that we feel the anger and then judge ourselves for feeling the anger because there's a voice inside which says that you're a very bad person for feeling angry. So there are you know, two difficult emotions that I'm experiencing. But on the other hand, if I dare just tell myself that I'm angry and, um, and, and this will pass. And until it passes, I want to stay still and not do anything rash. And, and then uh, you will eventually find uh, the wisdom inside you to know what is the uh, right action to take. Uh, the problem is when we act in a state of anger, which then becomes, uh, and which is when those reactions come in of fight, flight, or freeze. How much time do we give ourselves or how much time should we give ourselves before responding? And I'm not saying reacting, but responding. That's a very good question. 
and uh, the uh, thing is that if we are able to stay with our emotion uh, and of course there's a difference between feeling that emotion and wallowing in it you know wallowing it wallowing in it means to just go down under where you uh, you you sort of lose sight and you are overwhelmed by the emotion so you sort of drowned in the emotion but to stay with the emotion means to be able to know that i'm going through this anger to notice that my breathing has become shallow to notice that my face has become hot to notice that my hand is shaking and just allow that to happen okay but still how long does one allow that to happen how long before responding and that would be different for different people for some people it would be overnight for some people it would be half a day some people be full day some people it would be two days and it's all okay tell yourself that this is a pause a dip in the wave before you rise up again okay interesting and because there is so much of conversation around having an emotional quotient having the right emotional balance and uh before getting a job or getting an internship or uh being at the workplace managing emotions or emotional equilibrium what is one thing that we get wrong with respect to the emotional quotient is there a myth yeah so uh, firstly if, as we are talking of emotional quotient i will bring in two aspects of it one is to know what i am feeling to name it Uh, and um, there's in fact a word called alexithymia which is a problem when people are not able to name the emotions okay so, wow so to yeah to know yourself to know your emotion and then regulate that emotion because sometimes the intensity of the emotion really dials up to a very high extent and sometimes that intensity is not even proportionate to the event which has happened so so sometimes for example your uh, neighbor in a hostel has borrowed a, a bicycle and he's uh, been late in returning it your anger can go up to a really high level so to notice that intensity and then as you're noticing it to be able to regulate it and say that with this intensity of anger can i also have my thinking part in mind which is my logic part which is that's but that's really hard to uh, that that i love that part and because i and i love it because it that's harder than uh, our conversation being rational while being emotional or being logical while being emotional how does one draw that balance even yes. yes and and that's a very wonderful point which you've captured because uh, what we do is we swing to one of these two extremes and we say either all emotions are bad and i will rely only on logic or then the emotion just takes over and logic gets lost but if we can keep to together then i'm experiencing my anger and i'm also thinking that okay what do i do about this fact that he borrows this bicycle and he returns it late um or he has returned it with a dent in in some part of the bicycle so which is then the, do i have a conversation with him because i uh, and if i'm also retaining my logic then i also know that i want to continue maintaining a good relationship with him because he is my neighbor and he has some good qualities too uh, and the problem comes when if only logic takes over and then i 
you know, bury that emotion, then also I am not doing justice. I'm not being fair to myself. And on the other hand, when the emotion takes over and I get into a fight, freeze or flight situation. Interesting. And uh, because you're talking of the fight and the flight situation, would you like to give us an, an uh, example from a situation or a scenario that you may have experienced yourself or one of your clients or someone that you may have coached may have experienced? Yeah, it's it's there all the time where you have a situation uh, where, you know, a colleague hasn't given you data in time, for, for instance, and your work going forward depends on that. And uh, the so you've sent one reminder, maybe you've sent even two reminders, and then you still don't get a response. And uh, there is a feeling of anger. And underneath it, uh, which is often not fully acknowledged, is a feeling of great anxiety. That how will my work move forward? What will happen to my deliverables? What will happen to my reputation even? Reputation even. Absolutely. And uh, in that, uh, we often either completely withdraw and say that I will do this work myself because I don't want to have anything to do with this person. And then, of course, the outcome is that the walls get built between you and that person. Uh, or you uh, get into a fight where the, there's an eruption. You know, you write shoot off an angry email or you have an angry phone call. And that also doesn't necessarily uh, resolve the issue. Uh, or so, so the idea is that can we stay and play? So which is what we had talked of to stay with the emotion and the logic to say that what is the way forward because my objective is to continue to build a relationship with this person and get my work done. Okay, that's interesting. And again, um, with respect to emotional vulnerabilities, because you spoke of, you know, maybe writing uh, an email in anger or maybe responding in anger uh, during an emotional fight or flight response. What are some of the things that individuals can do to ensure that um, they ha handle the situation at hand or manage the emotion effectively? Is there something, maybe uh, a journal entry at night or maybe, you know, is there a breathing exercise or so? What, what are your recommendations? Yeah, uh, all of these things. And you, you see, the thing is that everyone knows these tips, which is to sleep over it, to drink water, to go out for a walk, to listen to music and find your own safe ways of discharging the emotion. And what is helpful is that if you know one, what are my typical triggers? Which means then to take a step back and to be able to observe yourself. You know, Ron Heifetz, professor in, uh, in uh, Harvard Business School, I think, but I'll have to check on this. He has said that uh, it's a good idea to go to the balcony to watch the dance floor. So to view yourself from a distance, so it's a meta perspective. And uh, which means that to notice what are your triggers, uh, notice how that emotion lands in your body, what it does to your body. And the third, in, third is to have a favorite way of discharging that emotion. Uh, so it could be journaling, it could be going for a run, it could be listening to music, uh, but there is a difference between numbing yourself 
and NS price. Exactly, that's what I was going to come to. I was like, is that just putting it away, or is it, uh, you know, really coming to terms with it by doing something that you maybe enjoy doing? Yeah. So uh, it's so there's a difference between doing this and anesthetizing yourself, you no? Know? So which is when we are binge watching. Uh, too much television, we are uh, maybe binge shopping, eating, drinking, smoking, uh, this becomes a form of anesthesia. So, but if we stay in awareness that right now I'm angry and uh, it's okay to be angry and I will wait for this to pass and then I will deal with the situation. So we've talked about these three things, know your triggers, know how the emotion lands in your body the third is uh, have a favorite way of discharging the emotion. And the fourth way is focus on the other person. So when you are in a conversation or a situation with another person or other people, then what happens is when I am so full of the emotion myself, then there is a sort of an emotional hijack and it sort of takes over. Uh, but if I'm able to acknowledge that, put that aside and focus on the other person, um, which means to look at their micro, micro expressions so carefully that I'm able to get inside their skin and know what is it that they are feeling and thinking. And uh, so we're talking about empathy here. Yeah, empathy is a much used word and it is uh, empathy, but it's just understanding the other person. And uh, which means that I empty myself and which is then um, to be able to find uh, outcome or a solution which is meeting the needs of both me and the other person, which is also to be conscious of keeping the connectedness with the other person, which is also to uh, be conscious of how is the other person feeling? Uh, how do I want to leave the other person feeling, whether it is a conversation but that, I, I'm sorry I'm interrupting, but that cannot be an immediate response, can it? Because that's the, that's somebody, it could be somebody who may have triggered the emotion in the first place. So that's not an immediate response that one can generally or one may generally have. You may need to give it a pause, like you said, and then come back to it and look at it from the other angle. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it is when you are having a conversation with that other person. Yeah, so you could say stage one is about um, self-management and stage two then is about uh, then coming back to have that stay and play conversation with the other. So does, so after that, does is stage three having a one-to-one -one conversation with that uh, person by looking at it differently? Because to ultimately have a conversation, yeah. Um, and of course, it's not that every time you must have a conversation. There are some times where you say, okay, I'm going to drop this issue for this time because the relationship is more important. Uh, or you could take a call and say that here the issue is too small and the relationship is more important, for example. Sure, that's interesting. Uh, tell us how, um, you know, how you have dealt with some of the disappointments in your career? Yeah, that's uh, again a good question. And uh, I can go back to a long time back 
um, when I started my career. And so there was an assignment that was given to me and uh, I was very anxious to do very well in this. And of course, one emotion would have been there, which I would not have fully acknowledged is that of anxiety. The anxiety to show up as a really good performer. Uh, of course, with, with, with a good intent, of course. Um, and uh, Absolutely, uh, yes. That's something, that's, that's a very interesting point actually that you bring up. And it's something that uh, in a competitive world, we are, we are often, uh, so to say, powered by this emotion of being a good performer, either in the eyes of the other person or people around us or in our own eyes ourselves. How do you deal with that? Yeah. Uh, and I think that um, this overpassion can actually be a burden uh, because it blinds you to looking at the other people and looking at that, how are you impacting them? And uh, so this is what happened in my case. Uh, there was another colleague who was handling that assignment prior to my coming in. And uh, as I started taking over from her, my eagerness to do this wonderful job was so much that uh, there was a feeling of discomfort in her. And uh, there was a reluctance in her to share and you know hand over. And uh, instead of recognizing it and acknowledging it, and then having a strategy to put her at ease, I just got more anxious and more irritated with her. How did you how did you come out of it? It it didn't end well because I completed it. It took a little longer than it was supposed to because of these delays. The output was brilliant. Uh, and I got uh, congratulated by the organization by uh, for do, for producing this quality of work. But um, there was so much of discord with this colleague that um, in the overall, I, I didn't get a good rating in my performance. Okay, so that is an interesting takeaway. Would you then recommend dealing with competition and um, slightly differently or dealing with uh, a colleague differently by weighing in what your relationship will become with uh, that person effectively or eventually? Yeah, you know, there is, uh, in an organization, what happens is that because of this anxiety, we end up looking up, looking down and doing our work up as in looking at the boss down as in looking at the junior stakeholders. Uh, but what is very important is for us to look up, look down, look left and look right, which is that uh, how am I taking my colleagues with me? How, I man how am I managing that part of the relationship? Because if I am uh, not able to uh, take uh, them along with me, if I am creating disharmony and discord, uh, then ultimately it's not just about relationship management. It will affect the uh, output, the outcome, uh, and uh, it will affect my image. It will affect my credibility. Talking of it, talking of which, of working together. Uh, do women end up managing emotions better? Because this is our Woman of Substance or Women of Substance uh, series. I want to know in your experience, because you've experienced this for almost three decades now. 
do are women better at managing emotions or is there no gender bias that way so in the organization there is not really room for individual excellence because ultimately you cannot do anything on your own you whatever you do there is an inter- interdependence and that uh, is a factor which you always have to keep in mind while achieving outcomes so the the lone player the lone cowboy who rides into the sunset uh, is not to get anywhere in an organization uh, and often for newcomers it takes a couple of years to realize that because we are so geared to um to uh, to win to be better than to show up uh, to be the first and uh, unfortunately our society our upbringing our parents also encourage this sure but then does that mean that uh, one has to be emotionally more equipped as a woman when they are coming into the workforce i there are two things here uh, one is that uh, because for women being at the workplace is relatively new it is only for the last two generations or maybe three generations they have been at the workplace whereas the men have been here managing the politics managing the environment uh, for a much longer time so they know how to play the game better so there is the um and i don't mean it in a bad way it's just that they their ability to collaborate their ability to overlook uh something which a colleague has done and to move on uh, maybe a little bit more smooth whereas women are still figuring this out and they are still grappling with um also wanting that credit hmm how does one deal with uh, rejection could uh, have been rejected with respect to jobs with respect to an offer um so there is no gender uh, bias here but how does one effectively deal with rejection but let me uh, complete it and uh, but there is the other side of it also that uh, i think intrinsically women are geared to be able to read other people's emotions better uh, because they are um better at empathy uh, in a way that is the physiological makeup of the woman also uh, given that her role in the past has been child rearing and coexisting with other women while the men went out um so so i think she also needs to trust her intuition and to trust her emotional reading and to trust her emotional management skills more than she perhaps does sure you brought up a very very important uh, point and that was of uh, self worth and self doubt uh, again something that's um, that we uh, cannot help but um, see around us there is so much competition again there there are so many people vying for uh good things i mean the percentile is has become 99.9 percentile at uh, st steven so how does one uh, what are the pillars for defining or deciding self worth and how can we uh, we sort of brave that 
yeah so the rejection is um, comes at it can come at different levels one is about a promotion about a job which you may not have got and uh, rejection is also when uh, you want to be with a person and the person says no uh, or or you want to be with a group and the group says no so uh, and uh, the so again the steps are very similar the first is to to know that to to acknowledge that there is a feeling of great disappointment and uh, to acknowledge that you know it, sometimes it can be so intense that you are doubting your self worth and that can uh, go down very deep and to not be in a hurry to say that um, no i'm strong and uh, this is fine to take your time and the more aware you are of it the faster it will dissipate and then to uh, and then you will have access to your logic which will tell you that this is not the end of the world there is no need to take it personally and it was their criteria which was uh, and i will find the right match there will be other people who will appreciate me the way i am and then to be able to get your resilience back and start your you know journey forward which is so of course self worth depends on the feedback that i get from my environment which in turn is about how many successes have i not and it is also so while i'm pursuing all of that uh, i also need to recognize that you know what are my own strengths and what is uh, it that gives me joy and uh, that inner voice sometimes gets lost in the signals that i'm waiting to receive from others so the idea is to also listen for a signal from within that what is it that gives me a sense of flow a sense of fulfillment and then to take uh, allow yourself some uh, allow yourself the permission to uh, do something which nurtures me and takes care of me so that i'm not left uh, with a sense of impoverishment waiting for uh, appreciation from the external world love that thought um what are some of the emotional skills and or or i would say characteristics apart from again emotional stability that people will or recruiters will look out for in the upcoming year or years so it is uh, you know one is of course uh, an inherent honesty in the way that you are responding uh, that you are talking about your personal experiences and you are claiming what is relevant and what is true and uh, that you are then able to um also be in the moment to substantiate those claims uh, which means that um, to be able to think on your feet and to give the relevant examples to to back up your claims um so which is about thinking something through 
thinking something deeply. The second thing is then to be honest and also say what has not gone well, what have been some gaps or failures. And if you treat that with a sense of honesty and with a sense of reflection, that this is what happened and this is what I learned from it, uh, that will be respected. And the third is uh, that uh, to be able to again stay in a balance even in the interview process. So if something has been asked which you were not able to answer and if you can be matter of fact about it and say that, yeah, I don't know this, secure in the knowledge that uh, this is not going to make or break you and there are many, many other things that you know, uh, that will also help generate a message that, uh, you know, I am, a balanced and a stable person. Interesting. What is, uh, because you've trained so many individuals across levels, um, what is one of the most, we as a generation or we as upcoming gen, as an upcoming generation of leaders need to be able to deal with better? Is there something that has come up very often for you uh, and that need, something that needs to be addressed? Yeah, I, I think it's just that very often we put up a lot of um, bravado and uh, on the one hand, which become, which also becomes a kind of an aggression um, in, in the way we handle conflict. Uh, so that is one. And the other is where we um, put all our effort in achieving and achieving and proving that uh, you know, I can, I can do this. Uh, and this leads to a certain amount of burnout and exhaustion. And uh, what is helpful is if we recognize that underneath all of that uh, is an existential fear that am I worth something? And, and the fear that if I don't do this, then my life will come to nothing. And uh, the pressure of that then causes us to cover this with various things, the aggression, the burnout, the workaholism. But if we acknowledge inside that fear and we are gentle with it and uh, we say that, you know, you just do your best and that's fine. Uh, I'm reminded of a teacher once whom I was working with and um, I went to him in despair and I said that, you know, I'm not getting this. Uh, I don't know uh, if I will ever get it. And I was hoping that he would reassure me and said, no, 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 you're doing good, you're doing great. But you know what he told me? If not in this lifetime, in the next lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> that was moment of reckoning of reality for me. And I think that we all need to reckon with that reality. You know, and, and be at peace with yourself rather than doing things out of a sense of compulsion. What is a ray of hope? What is one of the, one of the things that you'd be looking forward to uh, and that you feel is, uh, is something that this generation is equipped with? Yeah, you know, it's not just about achievement. Uh, and so ultimately, I think life is about uh, finding your connections, finding finding your spontaneity and uh, finding your joy in what you're doing. Okay, and what does achievement mean to you? Because we've been talking so much about achievement. 
yeah so it's not that i am not victim to this notion that uh, you know you have to achieve it at reach here and go faster more better uh, it happens with me also uh, and uh, and uh, and as a result i also find my own connections with near and dear ones sometimes suffering because of that um, and all i can do is to remind myself to slow down okay so thank you for being naked with respect to your emotions and being able to break it down for us because i would say emotions is something that we are not easily able to break down it's it's the buzzword yes but yet we are unable to break it down the way we would want to and understand it so thank you for being able to guide us and thank you for your time and being on the show yeah this was, it was a pleasure yashika Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to share your thoughts and feedback in the comment section. Do rate us on Apple Podcasts if you like the episode. Subscribe or hit follow Voice of Achievers on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, Spotify, GeoSavan, Gana or wherever you get your podcasts from. Send us an email on editor at voiceofachievers.com or find us on voiceofachievers.com to share guest suggestions or topics that you'd like us to cover don't forget to tune in next week again voice of achievers on eplog media